This is the Rich Eisen Show. Yeah. With guest host Susie Schuster. Uh, game time, little lady, put your tooks up. Flex on them, go ahead, make them choose. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. I'm the first person to say JJ Watt at Tampa. Earlier on the show, from NBC Sports, Peter King. Coming up, 76ers head coach Doc Rivers. Basketball Hall of Famer. Shaquille O'Neal, plus Emmy Award-winning writer Damon Lindelof. And now, it's Susie Schuster. I don't know if it's the pressure. I don't know what it is, but TJ Jefferson is just not making a single putt today. Come on, come on. What is happening? It can't right, be I'm the top knot. I'm going to put hour three. I'm putting hour three. I'm can't be the right top knot. Susie Schuster in for Rich Eisen here on the Rich Eisen Show. Thanks for stopping by today. Chris Brockman. Hey, Susie. How you doing? Jason Feller. I'm great. And TJ Jefferson is hiding behind a pillar, I think, because I think he's embarrassed for not <laughs> making his putt. But, hey, thanks for coming back for the Rich Eisen Show. Thrilled to be here again as I lock my husband in the basement. And perhaps we'll let him out, perhaps not. But really happy to be back in the chair. Peter King was here in the first hour, and I thought that was fascinating. He is uh, saying it's not looking good in Seattle. It is not looking good in Seattle. We talked to him at length about Russell Wilson and P. Carroll and, and the scenario up north, and he's not convinced that uh, we're going to see Russell Wilson playing up there, I don't believe, Chris Brockman. That is just crazy to think about. It's a whole lot of crazy, crazy. in the NFL right now. It's, it's funny because like a month ago, I think Adam Schefter tweeted out a, a, a list of 18 or so quarterbacks that quote-unquote could be on the move, and you look at that and you're like, wow, this could be the craziest offseason for quarterback movement we've ever seen. And that didn't even include Russell Wilson. That wasn't even a possibility. And now you throw him in there, MVP contender, a Super Bowl champion. He's on his way to the Hall of Fame. Guy's in his early 30s. And you can grab Russell Wilson for what? Maybe three first-round picks and a couple players? When these guys become available, you do whatever it takes to get them. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Quarterback's the most important position. You have to have one or you can't compete. We've seen that time and time again. Just look at Tampa Bay. That's the only example you ever need. Jameis Winston to Tom Brady. Not in the playoffs. Upgrade. They won won the Super Bowl. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It. End of story. So if these guys are available, go get them. I had no idea that this was developing. I reached out to Pete Carroll on Tuesday. I'm like, hey, Pete, want to come on the show? I'm sitting in for Rich. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I just was like, hey, Pete. Long time no see. Want you, to come on the show on you, Thursday and you Friday? You've been at home with your kids for too long. <laughs> hey, Pete, want to come on? He's like, Suze, you know me. I don't talk much during the off season. I'm like, okay, be well. <laughs> cool, oh, cool, 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 God. Cool, cool, cool. So I texted him last night. I was like, you know I had no idea, yeah, right? Like, I'm so sorry. <laughs> Pete, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I, I I had no idea. He's like, he's like, he's like, we're all good. He's like, I'm not, I'm not just... You're, we're all good, but I really said, like, oh, God, I had no idea. <laughs> and I didn't, and now I do. Hey, Pete. I'll say good morning to Pete like you guys say to Blake Sheldon. Hey, Pete, are you watching? How are you, Pete? <laughs> Sorry I texted you on a rough week, but we'll be back in touch. Comes to football, oh, God, sure that was not, a, that was not asking to play that I again. I no choice. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Rich Eisen. Hey, what's up, Blake? Blake? Hey, Blake, what up, man? Happy Friday. 
I'm sorry. Are we are we on? Sorry. Right. <laughs> Just checking. Uh, movie lines, guys. I've been waiting all week to do Let's, movie all right. lines. TJ's so yesterday. Before, it's your and, turn today. And I should mention that Doc Rivers coming up uh, in about 40 minutes, and I'm excited to have Doc Rivers on. Shaquille O'Neal next hour. Damon Lindelof in the next hour from Watchmen, from Lost. I'm excited about that. But first, Susan, let's do movie lines. Hold on, I got to get my pressure. I don't want to put pressure on you, but man, I set the bar extremely high yesterday. <laughs> so, you know, with your movie lines. Oh yeah. If, if Susie starts doing coming to America impressions, I don't know what I'm going to do. <laughs> first of all, that would be so bad. It would be epic. It would not. Be. If you start doing Randy Watson. If I start doing a Christopher Walken. Put That's your hands together for Jackson Heights old Mr. Randy Watson. Randy Watson. Not good. No. Sexual chocolate. All right, Susie, what do you got? Let's go. All right, ready? Let's I, go. Here we go. Here's the first one. Right, it's my snake. I trained it. I'm going to eat it. Oh, I come strong with movie lines. All right, do it one more say, time. Say it again one, one more time. time. Do you want it with the accent or without the accent? Oh, well, yeah. Well, yeah, you can do it in character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. Here it is in character. It's my snake. I trained it. I'm going to eat it. It's okay. That's a British, a British accent, I believe. Is this a movie we've all seen? Yes. Okay. Is this uh, Spinal Tap? It is not. Okay. And it's an Australian accent. Oh, oh, Crocodile Dundee. Nope. Good eye, mate. Nope. <laughs> is it? Is it like Nicole Kidman? You guys, this is a guy movie. I brought some girl movies, but this is a guy movie. All right, just one, one more time. One more just time. One more time. time. It's my snake. I trained it. I'm gonna eat it. Really? That's Ice Cube from Anaconda. Boom. <laughs> it's so not. That would be amazing. <laughs> I, I have no it's idea. Mad Max. I have no the idea. The original Mad oh, Max. Okay. The original Mad Max. Okay. My brother Scott. Would walk around the house saying, it's my snake. I trained it. I'm going to eat it. Couldn't get it out of my head. That's a good one. Mad got Max 2? that one. No. Was it the Road Warrior? Yeah, me was the Road Warrior. You know Whatever. that that movie takes place in 2021? By the no, way. really? Yes. I'm pretty sure. That's exactly That's scary. And I still can't fill up my tank of gas. All right. So the next one. Ready? All right. That was good. Sorry, we blew that, that one. That was good, right? We blew that one. That was that not was, girly. That was, a good one. that was a good one. This one's pretty girly. There's no chance. Well, if you don't have anything nice to say, come sit by me, which is my raison d'etre in life, my theme song. If you don't, okay. Is that like the Devil Wears Prada or something? Nope. If you don't have anything nice to say, come sit by me. Well, that sounds like a Southern Belle accent that you're putting on there. Um, I'm going to say it's not Mae West. Um, uh, if, if you tell us the person who no said it. There's no chance you're going to get this you, one. Okay, oh, maybe, oh, tell us the person who said it and then maybe one. This is for those of you who are playing at home. And by the way, there are a lot of women watching because they reach out to me and they say, hey, you should sit in for your husband more often. Yeah, my mom, my mom yesterday said she watched the whole show for the first time ever. My mother-in-law's watching. I'm just saying hi, Ev. You guys can say hi to Blake Shelton. I can say hi, Ev. My mom's watching. Hi, mom. Hey, Mrs. Eisen. Hey, Mrs. Eisen. And, uh, uh, is that a Julia Roberts line? So you're so close. You, you, you're Field. almost there. She was in it. She Ooh. was in it. Ooh. And she died. But there you go. That's all oh, I can tell you. Spoiler alert. <laughs> All right, you guys stink. Steel Magnolia. Ah, see, that was close. Olympia Dukakis. The great Olympia Dukakis God. said, if you don't have anything nice to say, come sit by me. Okay. And by the way, it's my favorite line in a movie ever, because, yeah. Great. <laughs> ready? Next <laughs> okay, one up. Because, yeah. Um, We're over. by Ready? Way. It's yeah. so damned hot, milk was a bad choice. Oh, Anchorman. Anchorman. Ah. Hey. It's so damned hot. 
Milk was Milk a bad was choice. A bad choice. <laughs> That's a great I'm in one. a glass case of emotion. This next one the coming up. Kick Baxter. Kick Baxter off the oh, bridge. The man punted Baxter. The man Baxter. The man Baxter. This next one is um, care of Damon Lindelof, who will be our guest in the next hour. For yet another movie I haven't seen because I don't have time, but I really want to see this one. How you quote movies you've Wait, never seen? Wait, you're quoting a movie you've never seen? Yeah. This is supposed to be a movie I'm, you like. No, I'm tying this into our guest. Okay. You see how I am trying to weave the web of the Rich Eisen show, TJ? Right, I'm producing. I'm over here just, I'll shut up. I'm not just, <laughs> I'm not just talent. He's the creator of, the watch, of Watchmen. Okay. Not the Watchmen. It's Watchmen. So is that the answer? And Lost. Is it no, it's not the answer. I preemptively guess Watchmen. <laughs> Whoa. I know Kung Fu. Oh, that's the that's um that's the Matrix. Oh God, really? You got that? I've never seen the Matrix. You never seen the Matrix? Nope. But I love the girl's coat in it, the leather coat. I want that. <laughs> I want to. I want to wear that so badly. You, it's one of the most iconic sci-fi movies. I know. I ever. don't watch sci-fi. Wow, ninety-nine. I don't watch sci-fi. It's Keanu Reeves. Wow. Okay, it, that's a great movie. This is this is what happens in our house. Rich, have I watched that movie? Yes, no. Oh, okay. I don't remember anything. I mean, Rich has never seen Jurassic Park, which what? is like, yeah, yeah. Your husband never seen Jurassic Park. Let me let me tell you something that's not going to happen in our house right now. Jurassic Park. Cooper is afraid of everything. Cooper <laughs> Cooper gets afraid of a cartoon. Like he's nine. His favorite movie, by the way, Hidden Figures. Go figure. But he won't watch Harry Potter, even though he's read the books. He knows what's going to happen. He won't watch the movie. Too afraid. Whoa. Ooh. So guess what's not going to be in our house? My sister's boys, the exact opposite. They're eight and five. They love dinosaurs. They watched a dra- they went and saw Jurassic Park in the theater. Like the the, the new ones. Wow. Not gonna happen in our house. Um, here we go. Ready? This is for you, Chris Brockman. And oh. don't you know, I'm just so if you don't get this You've got mail. No. No. Oh. If you don't get this, you're a total fraud. <laughs> Roll it, please. Oh, fraud. I love daisies. They're so friendly. Don't you think daisies are the friendliest flower? It's, you've got mail. It is. Yeah. <laughs> it is. And that was Meg Ryan the, uh, yesterday. That was a fresh take on it. Wait, you you had Meg Ryan that call it? That was the real Meg Ryan. I had the real Meg oh Ryan. Oh, my gosh. That's incredible. I had the real Meg Ryan do that for you. That's for you, Chris. Thank so you. So don't I say daisies. I don't love They're you. They're so friendly. Don't you think daisies are the friendliest friendly. flower? Yeah. There you go. Don't they say are the friendliest flower. They are. I totally agree with that. And I have it on. Uh, I have it for you for your own personal copy of Meg Ryan reading. Can you your send that to movie. me? I will. Okay, great. I'm, are you turning red? I'm really excited. <laughs> look at look at Chris Brockman turning red. I don't care what anybody says. You've got mail. Phenomenal movie. Dave Chappelle is in it. That's all you need to know. It's the happiest movie in the world. It's great. I was happy gonna ending. go. I was happy gonna ending. go with this one. I love happy ending. I was gonna go with this Wait. one, but it's long. Dear Mr. Vernon, we accept the fact that we had to sacrifice a whole Saturday in detention for whatever it is that uh, we did wrong. Good one. Anybody? Breakfast club. Yeah. Breakfast club. But we think you're crazy to make us write an essay telling you who we think we are as you see us, what you want us to see in the simplest terms, in the most convenient definitions. But what we found out is that each one of us is a, a brain and an athlete. Are you the basket case? You wouldn't be the princess. <laughs> Criminal? I guess me. Yeah, that's the end. Does that answer I, yours? I, I yours sincerely. Ending. The Breakfast Club. The Breakfast Club. And oh, scene. I love that movie so and much. Scene. Great movie. 
Every girl wanted the bad guy after that one with Judd Nelson and the earring, takes the earring out, puts it in the princess's ear with Molly Ringwald. Would you have gotten this one? Okay. Let's keep going. Would you have gotten this one? Well, apparently I wouldn't have gotten any of these. Are we going to make this into a show for Peacock? Are we going to develop this? No. I would have gotten Breakfast Club. Okay. Are we going to develop this as a show or what? Because I really want to. Great idea. Um, Name that tune for movies. Do you always put this much... X in your bag. Yes. I always put this much X in my bag. You never know when you have to jam. You never know when you have to jam. You guys, it's the Breakfast Club. Same one? Yes, Allie Sheedy. Uh, Remember she was the mess, then she, her hair was down, they put yeah. her face back in a right. headband. She was pretty then, so then the athlete liked her. Oh, God. When I got that one. This is like... This is giving me like post-traumatic stress. <laughs> Should I just start doing impressions again? Or? Yeah. <laughs> Give us a Christopher Walken, please. Oh, I tell you, these these movies, they're great. I don't know them at all. <laughs> but hey, Suze, great job with what you're doing. I'm done. <laughs> I'm done. By the way, and, and, and yes, you are. Doc Rivers coming up next, by the way. Yeah, yes. How are you feeling about that? Are you excited to have him back on? I was excited about what I saw on that court last night. Yeah. I watched that game twice. Twice what? So Don wants Don is asking me this twice, and I'm not sure, but I think he wants me to ask you to ask Doc what happened with the Clippers. But can't you ask Doc? Well, because he's asking me twice now in my ear, and I, I'm, I, I think that's what he's asking me. So you, Don's saying to you... Have Susie asked Doc what happened with the Clippers? Is that what we're saying? Oh, okay. Or you versus what? I mean, he said because you were on the phone with him when he that's announced true. he was leaving. Oh, Philly, right. So. This is the worst game of telephone ever. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> yeah, um, I did. I when he was taking the job, and uh, I don't think uh, we'll bring it up with Doc. We'll bring it up, but I just think it, it was God. I mean, that was a that was a rough dealing with big name players, huh? I don't know what happened last year with that team. I still can't believe that he's not the Clippers coach. With with getting in Kawhi and Paul. And just the way the way they exited the playoffs last year and then Doc exiting the team and going to I still can't believe all of that happened. Right. I think if if I had to read between the lines and what I'm really doing is reading between the lines, personalities. I think that I know that if I I, I get it. You get Kawhi Leonard, you get Paul George, you think you're gonna win. Mm-hmm. Something fascinating about working working and playing with players who actually want to listen to you. Right? I would think so, I think yeah. that makes a huge difference. But all I know is that when he took that job, I said, it's cold in Philadelphia. <laughs> <laughs> there's, you have a beautiful there's house. Weather there. There's an ocean <laughs> yeah, there yeah. outside your window. But, uh, you know, he's winning. That's all I have to say. He's winning. Doc Rivers, when we come back here on The Rich Eisen Show. We can ask him about filling. We can ask him about cheesesteaks. There's a lot to ask Doc Rivers when he comes back. Let's talk sleep number, people, because quality sleep is so essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is dissolved for your ever-evolving sleep needs. And the same thing for your partner, so you can choose what's right for each of you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Quiets your snores or your partner's? Sleep Number does that. My sleep number setting is 60. My wife's is 70. Ten numbers apart, but it truly is the world of difference. The sleep number, sleep that you get is 
unbelievable. You will love it. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now you could save 50%. That's 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat, where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices makes sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs all in before you purchase. So all the guests is removed when you buy playoff tickets with game time download the game time app create an account and use my code rich for twenty dollars off your first purchase terms apply visit gametime.co for restrictions again create an account redeem my code r-i-c-h for twenty dollars off your first purchase download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed We'd like to play a game with Chris Brockman and Mike Del Tufo over there. Okay. Where I will read out the facts. They will guess whether it's true meta or false meta, and then you will confirm. Okay, let's okay. do it. First uh, fact, is true. During my rookie season with the Chicago Bulls, I applied for a job at Circuit City. True meta or fake meta? I've heard this story. I believe that's true. Mike? I'm going with him. True. A true story? That's a true story. That's a true story. Did you get the job at Circuit City? I, I, I did get the job. I got wow. the job. I got my discount. I was trying to stay out of trouble. Okay. And I needed a job. <laughs> Next fact. I wore number 37 for the Lakers because Michael Jackson's album Thriller was number one on the Billboard charts for 37 consecutive oh. nights. True meta? No or way. Fake? No way. No way. Is it fake meta? That is 100% true. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> That's true. I knew it was 37 album, weeks, man. but I wouldn't guess. All right, next one. Right That's before his comeback with the Wizards, I broke uh, I broke two of Michael Jordan's ribs in a pickup game and delayed his comeback by three months. I was so upset about it, I didn't leave my house for days. True meta or fake meta? I think that's true. I'm saying true. That's true. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. Yeah. I love Michael Jordan. My, one of my, well, probably my favorite player. You broke his ribs? It was on accident. It was a summertime okay, pickup game, and it was an intense game. In 2010, an art show honoring me was held in Toronto, Canada, entitled Lovable Badass. Uh, uh, false. True. That's true. Yeah, we have a tie! Oh, yeah. I was surprised, man. I couldn't believe it. It was a really good show. Lovable badass. <laughs> they just said, hey, we want to honor you. I'm like, for what? You know? And they just had all this art of but, me. All right, last one. In 2010, I was cited for driving a race car with an expired registration down a city street. <laughs> oh, True meta or fake meta? <laughs> Uh, based on his reaction, I'm going to say true. <laughs> I got to go true, too. That's I guess true. I guess That's true. That. That's true. It was an Indy 500 car. It was fun. <laughs> what city? You know, you, in, uh, Westwood. <laughs> Westwood? <laughs> Westwood. In UCLA? Yeah. yeah, they pulled me over. And, um, <laughs> I mean. But it was street legal. 
That is fantastic. So it was street legal. It was was just that you had an expired registration was the issue. What happened was the officer was like, what is this? That's why they pulled me over. (laughs) Like, you know, they couldn't say I had my license. It was IndyCar? It was IndyCar, yeah. But you know, you're young and dumb. How did you fit in that thing? I I didn't really fit. (laughs) I was real like this and hitting the gas with my one little pinky toes. (laughs) I went (laughs) was tough. Welcome back to The Rich Eisen Show. Susie Schuster in for Rich Eisen and Chris Brockman. Do we have a poll question update hey. on the logo? Hey, Susie, what's happening? Hi, Chris. Yeah, we did. We threw it up there at Rich Eisen Show on Twitter right now. You can give us a call if you have a strong feeling about this one, uh, one way or the other. 844-204-RICH is the number to dial. Should the NBA change its logo from Jerry West to Kobe Bryant? We've been talking about this the last couple of days. Uh, Kyrie Irving threw this out there, said that it should happen. He's going to be the one to push this discussion. Right now, 58% say no. 42% say yes. It's a definitely an interesting conversation. I don't have a strong feeling either way, but it's, uh, I'm kind of here for the discussion because I think the discussion is going to be really important. Well, if you're here for the discussion, let's go with the discussion for a second. And I love the idea of it. My biggest concern are royalties. I really think that... It's the biggest question, Chris. I mean, yeah, I it's money. Right. Jerry think, West never right. received a dime for it. Vanessa Bryant agrees. She loves the idea of it, but it's an image. It's a likeness. Yep. So what will it cost the NBA? I mean, she's got enough money. So, I mean, it's not like she needs the money for it, but it's a royalty. Yeah. So that's my question. Any news so far today? Yeah, we can hit some news. Do we have uh, our animation? Let's go for it. <laughs> And now, with a report of the day's news from the world of sports and entertainment, someone who is not a journalist or newsman by any definition of the word whatsoever, it's Chris Brockman. Uh, let's, let's go down to Houston, uh, where we mentioned earlier they did release running back Duke Johnson, but there was a story yesterday from Dan Graziano of ESPN. He said that per his sources, Deshaun Watson has met with Texans' new head coach, David Culley. They met last Friday. And in that meeting, Deshaun reiterated that he wants to be traded, told David Culley he has no intention of playing for the Texans again. That's no change on Watson's. And he remains dug in on being traded and playing elsewhere in 2021. All right. So there had been reports. We didn't really know if he communicated. There were reports that uh, ownership had reached out to Deshaun. He hadn't really got back to them. Deshaun was on vacation. Uh, but here we go. We got some actual reporting that he's met with the head coach. He's met with them. No change. Still yeah. wants still, still out. And he out. told the head coach last week, David Culley, he said, I, I don't want to play. Still wants out. All well, right. We were kind of talking about this yesterday. Let's just open this up. You're going after Deshaun or you're going after Russell Wilson? Which one would you go for? Oh, God. Do you go for the proven or do you go for the future? Right. I mean, I'd, I'd go for Deshaun Watson. And I really, really like Russell Wilson. Yeah. Hi, Ciara. think you're great, but I'd go for Deshaun Watson. Wouldn't you? I'm curious. What would you go for? Depends. Are you talking about, is Russell Wilson, what is he, 36? No, no, no. He's got to be early 30s. 31? Oh, he's like five years old. Hmm. He's been to a Super Bowl. He's he's 32. Deshaun's uh, Deshaun's 25. 25. uh, He's been to a Super Bowl. Been to two? One one two two and you know, he's, one. He's a yard away brother. from having two yeah, and being yeah. a Hall of Famer. He should have had two. Let's for sure. Uh, God, yeah. 
Punt. Punt. You're punting on the question? TJ, what do you think? How about that? Punt. TJ, Dallas Cowboys can get either of these three guys. Who do you want? Tom Brady. Wilson, Dak. Who do you want? Man, that's a tough one. Right? That's a very tough one. I mean, you got three great quarterbacks. Three great quarterbacks. The Cowboys are on. Russ is quote-unquote, I'm not asking for a trade, but if I was, here are the team's list. And I think, you know, why wouldn't Watson want to play for the Cowboys? Yeah, look, I mean, if those are my three options, I'm going to be very happy with whatever comes to pass. Yeah, yeah, that's not sports talk radio, bro. Like you have know, to answer man. the question. Split screen. Uh, you should probably Just, yell. You should probably yell and let's shout to Sean Russ or Dak. Go. Oh my goodness. I guess I I'm gonna stick with Dak, bro. Wow. I wouldn't wow. stick with Dak. I, wow. Are you kidding me? Off of the end. Hold on. Hold on. Wait, angle? this is for Radio. Are you kidding me? <laughs> what is that is an What's wrong with you? I mean, what is the kid doing out there besides do the the head jerk? You know, you never go against the family. We we know that. Oh my right? god! We've seen really? You've oh seen the Godfather. You never go against the family. Oh so there's no uh, chance I would pick Dak Prescott, and he's a great kid. But I would not. No, are you kidding me? Would you? You're that, not nuts, Dak. I'm, I'm not nuts. I, I don't think. Well, Dak <laughs> Dak is great, but he's third on this list. Yes, he's an incredible quarterback and, and a good human he's being. Great. But I would I would take. A Super Bowl quarterback. I mean, again, and I'm a bit of a Patriots homer, although Tampa Bay looks nice this kind of year, You're right. this time of year. But Russell Wilson should have two rings. I mean, they got lucky. No question, super lucky. Right, lucky. How um, how do you pick Dak? Oh, the family. Yeah. Come on. I wa- I also want this on the record. I think Dak is going to bounce back and. And be great again yeah. after this injury. I, but in terms of these three guys, I think I'd even want Aaron Rodgers instead of Dak for the next few years. But I don't know. I don't think Aaron's on the market. I just can't bring it. To, it I can't allow myself to besmirch the man, especially after seeing what he left on the field right. last year. So, I, like I said, never go against the family. Watson, <laughs> Watson's injury free. He's 25. You heard Peter King say in the first hour, he's the best guy in the world. I mean, although think about this, what I wonder with Dak is psychologically, we talked sure. about this with Mike Irvin yesterday, sure. psychologically, how does it affect you? Yeah, you got to get hit again. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Get hit. Of course. And, it, and your owner could have sc- given you money. Sure. But then again, like I've said before, too, the most important position, as Brotman said earlier on the show, on the field is the quarterback. For whatever reason, we could have locked this man up two years and ago, didn't. and we're choosing not to. Or Dallas is choosing not to. So therefore— You know, you used the royal we there. Yeah, I, I'm going to keep it right. with we, even yeah. though I would have paid him. So I, part of me looks at it, and I've said this early, yesterday, I think. you got to wonder if those in charge are really thinking that he is the right guy for the job. So— I, I don't know, man. I'm not. I could sit here and spew out a bunch of nonsense. Sure. I don't want to do that. I don't know what the answer is. I mean, if you thought he was the guy, then you should have locked him up. You but know? they offered to lock him up. They gave him five. He wanted four. Right, he wanted. They tried. Yeah. Remember, that's when Michael Irvin said thirty-five million dollars. Yeah, yeah, true. That should be a mic drop, by the way. Thirty-five million dollars. They they did offer to give him money. He didn't want it. So now the question is, what will Jerry do now? Yeah, you get a franchise tag, Dak, one more year at a 20% race. Look, man, I, again, I'm not going to sit here and claim I have these answers. I clearly don't. Um, I don't know what the problem is. But, again, I, could, I just keeps coming back to the fact that 
maybe he's not the guy there. How about this? Let's put it in. Let's put it in terms that you really understand and that you really like. Your fantasy draft <laughs> auction coming up this fall. That's a difference. No, it's story, not. Though. Three guys. Uh-huh. These three guys are on the table for you to pick a quarterback. Who are you spending your lot on? Okay, I do auction. I do a big boy auction league, as big you know, the Franklin Trip yeah, Fanatics. You know, we don't do that snake draft stuff. So I would say I would choose Dak simply because I know I could get him for the cheapest amount. Now you sound like Jerry Jones. Oh, that's I ridiculous. Get, like, I mean, honestly. You sound like well, Jerry Jones a, now. If we're talking auction, then that's how you build your fantasy auction team. If I'm going to get, right. if I'm going to get the same amount of output from those three, but I know I got to pay fifteen for Russ and twenty for Deshaun, and I could get Dak for six, then I'm going to pick Dak and then use the rest of the money on a running back. Is he even going to be ready for the start of the season? Again, you know, we'd have to call Doctor Vinny Boombots on that. I, I, I don't know. I, having never <laughs> broken anything, having never had a Dr. compound Spichemin. fracture, <laughs> it's hard to say. I did dislocate my kneecap once, and let me tell you, short of childbirth or getting shot, I can't imagine anything hurting more than dislocating a knee. Kidney stone, so, bro. I oh, love yeah. it when a guy says short of childbirth. As if you know. Well, I know it's what, painful. By the way, you're kind of all due respecting childbirth. With all due respect. <laughs> no, not at all. I'm saying, I'm saying outside of childbirth, which I know is extremely painful. I mean, I haven't gone through it, but I've seen it happen. I'm so glad you haven't because that would be gross. <laughs> <laughs> that'd be weird. All right. Just one of one other. This is going go. in a very <laughs> awkward direction. Yeah, that's why we're getting such high hopes after yesterday. Welcome to the Rich Eisen Show where we discuss childbirth. We're getting, that's not we're exactly what we're I came getting for. Out of it. Yeah. Uh, Ian Rappaport had this this morning about the Patriots. Um, they had a lot of guys opt out. They had the most players in the league opt out of last season due to COVID. Uh, but their key players, it looks like, will return for 2021. That's Dante Hightower, Patrick Chung, and Marcus Cannon. And if you watch the Patriots play this year, they really missed all three of those guys immensely. They are all planning to be back for 2021, say sources. Physically, all are in a good place. So that's good news for the Pats as they try to re- reload here in free agency in the draft, figure out who's playing quarterback. and That might be a good place to start. To being might AFC be a good East place contender. to start to tell me who's going to be the quarterback. Yeah, but it also helps to have you know three of your best players yeah. back who didn't play last year. So. Who are quintessential Patriots players, yes. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. How different would the season have been had they been there? I think it probably would have been, would have been different for sure. I don't know if they're better than 7-9 and nine because... You know, they needed more consistent quarterback play out of Cam Newton. Let's and he just, said he wants just to be honest. And he said he wants to go back. And that's fine. I, I just don't think I just don't think the Pats should do it. <laughs> that's such a that's, that's such fine. a mass hole thing to say. I know you're from Maine. And I and I really like Cam. And thanks for coming, Cam. And I really like Cam. And and he, you know, he filled in admirably last year. I really think the COVID kind of really messed him up because he was great for the first few weeks and then afterward he just Really wasn't the same guy and the same player. So yeah, he admitted that. Yeah, we'll see. What, we'll see what the Pats do. Uh, little Tiger Woods update: doing well. Has been transferred to Cedar Sinai uh, in downtown, uh, not in downtown, but in the heart of Los Angeles. Uh, while he recovers, he was moved from Harbor UCLA Medical Center to Cedar Sinai uh, for continuing orthopedic care and recovery. No timetable on how long Tiger's going to be in the hospital, but he has been moved to a different location. That makes a lot of sense to me from two different perspectives. Number one, Cedar sinai is the hospital with the most protection from the paparazzi. They're used to that. They're used to a huge celebrity clientele, so to speak. They also have an incredible orthopedics department. And as we talked about when he first went into the hospital, you don't go to a trauma center 
if you have your choice on who's going to operate on your legs, in your body, in your your femur, your tibula, whatever the bones were, the shattered ankle. You don't yeah. go to a trauma center. You go to, he could have gone to any doctor in the world had it been elective, and of course it was not. But now at this point, the surgery's been done. They're working on the swelling is what we understand. But Cedar sinai seems to be the, the perfect place to put him. No so. good news coming from so that well. other than he's healthy. So well. Yeah, yeah, that's the only the only thing real good there. Okay, yeah. uh, before we get to some Golden Globe odds, we want to hit on uh, the best drama and best comedy motion picture real quick. But Deadline has confirmed that Tanashi Coates and J.J. Abrams are going to team up for a Superman reboot with Warner Brothers. No plot, no attachments. Henry Cavill has said that he would like to come back, but there are some rumors circulating that could be a black Superman coming up. I would be okay with Which that. Which would be awesome. I'd be great with totally that. Totally on board. I also want Idris Elba to be the next James Bond, but that's neither here nor there. He could be Superman, too. He could, he's too old to be Superman. <laughs> he's too old to be James Bond. No, he's not. James Bond's supposed to be that age. Remember Sean Connery? Certain guy named Sean Connery? Uh, yeah, I, like, I prefer Daniel Craig, but it's fine. Okay, but I'm okay with Henry Cavill, too. Is that wrong? Not wrong. <laughs> Henry Cavill, also handsome. Yeah, your husband has mentioned that on more than one occasion, <laughs> that you're okay with Henry Cavill. What? I said, your husband's mentioned that. <laughs> I'm sorry, I was lost in a reverie. <laughs> I'm okay with that. He likes dogs, he's English, he's gorgeous. And when Henry Cavill, when he came he in the dogs. studio, when we still had people in studio, Henry Cavill was one of those guys who literally came in and shook everyone's hand as he made his way around. The he was city. super nice guy. He was like the nicest. He was, he was the nicest guy yeah, ever. Why wasn't I hosting and that And you like, want to hate him because he's just like so handsome and so yeah. perfect and so jacked. And then you and can't. Then he's so nice and you're like, uh, man. Cavill. Cavill. <laughs> Dang it. You guys are ridiculous. Dang it, Cavill. All right, we're going to talk more <laughs> about the Golden Globes. Between Blake Sheldon. Later in the show. And Henry Cavill. Y'all have some problems. Hey here. Blake, what's up, man? Hey, hey, hey Blake, how are you? Good morning. Oh God, I didn't sing it with me now. <laughs> I will not. Rich hey, happy Friday, Blake. Blake Shelton. All right, we're going to talk man. Golden Globes with Damon Lindelof in the next hour. I, you guys have not seen Ted Lasso. I love Ted Lasso. Hey, can you hook us up with that Apple password? <laughs> you know then. <laughs> I mean, if you, as she sips from her Ted Lasso, you know what I'm saying, like, if you're watching it, that means you, you got to log in so you could maybe share it with us. That way, we can enjoy Ted Lasso. Maybe right. TJ, your coach is coming up, man. Let her get to break. Doc That's Rivers true. is coming up. Let's get to break so we can get right yeah, back to Doc Rivers. Doc things. Rivers joining us here on the Rich Eisen Show. Susie Schuster in for Rich. Doc Rivers, moments away. What's up, everyone? It's Reality Steve, your number one source for all things Bachelor Nation and reality TV. Every day, I'm giving you the behind-the-scenes juice and your info on all your Bachelor Nation stories and also interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. My name has been synonymous with spoilers, but I'm so much more than that. Give me a listen. The Reality Steve Podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about 
how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford anything, wherever you listen. The Oscar-winning actress who played Mona Lisa Vito herself, Marissa Tomei, phoning into the Rich Eisen Show. Are you there, Marissa? Hey. How are you doing, Marissa? (laughs) Good. How are you doing? I'm fine. So you just get dropped into the middle of the biggest sports story of the year. (laughs) What's this been like for you, Marissa? Uh, I I get a kick out of it. So, so basically, your phone blows up saying you have no. That guess what? Bill Belichick just dropped Mona Lisa Vito in a press conference. <laughs> yeah, I kind of had to catch up on what was going on and the whole uh, balls gate or yes. the plate gate. <laughs> By the way, that should be the name. Balls gate is a great name of this whole thing. I'm on the phone. Kathy and I texted about it. We thought it was. We thought it was pretty funny. We, we both got a kick out of it. Joe Pesci texted you about this? Well, yeah, I texted him. He texted me. You know, we sent requisite emojis. <laughs> <laughs> what Joe Pesci emojis? Is that that? That it might was, be you the, know the cute one, the kiss, the blowing the kiss. Okay, <laughs> yeah. that might be the biggest breaking news of this whole thing is the Joe Pesci emoji. <laughs> so, Marissa, seeing Bill Belichick play physics professor, can you can you, I guess. Uh, critique his performance as a physics professor. Was it believable in your estimation? <laughs> I thought it was pretty, pretty, uh, pretty darn believable. I thought he, I thought he underrated himself, didn't you? I thought he went above and beyond. <laughs> well, I, I, I've never heard of a football coach dropping physics knowledge like that. He would kick my ass in a physics test right now. I could tell you that. You know. I thought he could have maybe he could have maybe done it with the accent though. Like if there's activity in the ball relative to the rubbing process. <laughs> yes, you know he was talking about the Pretty football. Funny. Right, exactly. So, I love him. So I love him. So let me <laughs> ask you this final question, Marissa. Yeah. Knowing this character, Mona Lisa Vito, as well as you do, clearly, you want an Oscar for this performance. You know this character inside and out. Do you think Mona Lisa Vito could? acquit Tom Brady and Bill Belichick. Get them out of this mess the same way she did Vinny's cousin. That's a lot of pressure on on Mona Lisa. Do you think she could do that? I I think she'd want want to because, you know, who doesn't doesn't love him? But, um, hmm. I don't know. Ultimately, maybe, you know, she's a New Yorker. Yeah. So, uh, she's a Jet fan. (laughs) So... So Mona Lisa Vito would leave Belichick hanging? Is that what you're saying? I don't know. It depends how many other other cases are in the queue, perhaps. (laughs) But he was definitely, you know, dead on balls accurate, as, as she would say. As she would say. Welcome back, everybody, to The Rich Eisen Show. That was a beardless Rich Eisen there on as we're watching on Peacock with one of his girl crushes, Marissa Tomei, by the way, Chris Brockman, Jason Feller, TJ Jefferson joining me, Doc Rivers moments away. That is one of his there. girl crushes, not by the way, Marissa Tomei. Not bad. He gets really kind of excited about Who are the other ones the besides know, you? Yeah, do we know the other ones? Oh, God. Wait a minute. There are, there are several. I have to think of what they are. Sorry, I was too busy looking at him without the beard and thinking, I'm so glad he has a beard. Is that wrong? <laughs> is that terrible? Hi, Sorry, Rich Eisen. <laughs> Sorry, Rich Eisen. Who is that mic drop, by the way? That is Ken Jong. 
Is it really? Yes. It As sounds Mr. like Chow. a woman. Yeah. It does, right? Well, he's, well, he's doing the He's doing the Mr. Chow voice from Hangover. Oh, that helps. No one had a Hangover one, by the way. Nobody yeah. used the Hangover yeah. for uh, a movie quote. That's true. Yeah. Well, look, season two. Or in two weeks when we do it That's again. That's what I mean. We'll save, save it for season two. I was like, season two. I'm thinking, there's no season two to The no, Hangover. No, season, two, season two of our show. The oh, name that our new show movies. on Peacock? Yeah. That one? The yeah. one about movie lines? We should exactly. do this again right before the Academy Awards and just do award-winning movie quotes. Oh, now we're talking. Yeah. Well I done, think it's TJ. a great idea. I'm have available to, have to host have that show, by the way. Picture. I yeah. know a guy who might need to talk to about that. You know a guy who might talk to a guy yeah. who might talk to me about that show? Yeah, maybe. All right. I can do it. I got a guy. <laughs> Everyone's got a guy. Doc Rivers moments from calling in. He's, uh, I believe he's in the Sixers facility, probably coaching. He should really prioritize and just call in early. But that's just <laughs> what I'm saying. I like to, when I'm booking the show, I like to, I like to promise big. But I also want, you know, it's like priorities. Doc Rivers, like, yeah, you're winning. I get it. You came off a win last night. But we've we got a show to do here. Isn't that the way right. we should look at it? Come on, Doc. I mean, really. This isn't about you, Doc. It's about us. It's really not. Did you see there were, uh, Simmons last night separating defenders? I mean, you had to have been excited watching that, TJ. I mean, I've said this time and time again, and Brockman is with me on this. I feel like there's a lot of Ben Simmons slander out there for whatever reason. because I can't he, shoot. He can't <laughs> shoot. But we ignore the other things that Ben Simmons does exceptionally well, like defend. And, you know, the guy will get to the rack at will. Like, try to stop him taking it to the hole it's impossible and he defends one through five on the court so you know yeah shooting again big part of the game but man everything he's like daredevil remember the comic marvel daredevil he was blind but all his other sight senses were heightened like that's kind of like ben simmons he's shooting isn't great but everything else is just takes takes it up a little notch to compensate are you throwing out a nickname now for ben simmons the daredevil the man without fear maybe so i like the daredevil get that started Maybe so. Yeah, I like that Sixers one. Sixers look good. Always good to get a win, too, when your best player shoots five for 20. <laughs> True. Luka Doncic coming in. I mean, let's face it. I mean, and Luka ben was Simmons. hot after beating the Celtics earlier mm-hmm. in the week with a couple of threes. Well, that's because, mm-hmm. you know, the the clamp, Ben Simmons, daredevil. The clamp. You know, he locked Luka up last night a little bit. How many nicknames are we giving Ben are we, Simmons? Are you now? calling let's him just, the clamp or one. the daredevil? Yeah, I mean, I'm just one? as they come to mind, I'm just going to say them. But let's <laughs> also <laughs> also Dwight Howard balled out last night too, man. I can't. You know, it's funny. I I can't what get used to this? him there. I, I I mean, Dwight Howard's he's, 95 years old. He's been on a lot of teams yeah. in the last few years. It seems like he's just gone one spot here, here, boom, boom, boom. Dwight Howard's definitely another guy who's vastly underrated. When you look at the the peak of Dwight Howard's career, his numbers are incredible. I don't. Would you call Dwight Howard vastly underrated? I would say at this point in his career, he's really good at being a role player, which is rebound, block shots, put some putbacks in. You know, if he's getting you eight and eight with a couple of blocks a night, I think you're really going to take that. And he's going to be a big time contributor on your team. Hold on, I think I gave Doc the wrong number. You're talking eight times. Oh, no. Eight-time oh, All-Star, though, Brockman. Oh, no. you know. Hey, Doc, I gave you the wrong number. Here, I send it to you right now. Brockman. While we wait for Doc, though, do you think, do you think Dwight's a Hall of Famer? Uh, yeah. Three-time Defensive Player of the Year, eight-time All-Star. He's got a ring, five-time All-Defensive Team. You know, and like, that's enough. like I said, when you look at his peak, you're talking about yeah, he was averaging 18 points, 13 boards for like a five-, six-year stretch. So... 
Well, yeah, play for seven teams. That's that's kind of what you do at the kind of the end. Of yeah, your at career, the end of your but... career, that's what happens. At Dwight's peak, though, man, was really good. Yeah, you're talking 21 14, 21 14, 18 13, 23 14, 21 and 15. Like, those are, you know, those are Hall of Fame numbers. All right, let's get to Doc Rivers. Let's get to Doc Rivers. Doc, did I give you the wrong number? I'm the worst. Of course you did. (laughs) (laughs) Of course I did. I'm only trying to run the world here, Doc. I can't really babysit everybody. I mean, wouldn't you think? you're doing a good job running the world. Oh, Doc, I'm trying. How are you today? I would disagree with that, but other than that, you're doing a good job running the world. I'm doing great. Listen, I'm talking to you after a win. We could have lost, and this conversation wouldn't have gone as well. (laughs) By the way, don't joke. I, I watched last night. I'm thinking to myself, don't be the bad juju. Don't do it, you know? <laughs> Tell me, what is working there? I was saying to the guys, I was showing off that I was on the phone with you when we were talking about whether you are going to go there or not. What's working there in Philadelphia right now? You know, we have a group of guys that are bought into a way of playing. And, um, you know, it, they, they needed that. They just needed uh, that direction. They needed to, um, you know, they're young. I think that's what, you know, I keep hearing like Ben and Joel, Ben and Joel have not won. And when we had our first talk, I asked him, could they put yet at the end of that sentence? And it changes the way you think about it. You know, when you just keep saying we haven't won, that makes it a very negative thing. Uh, and I said, the whole league hasn't won uh, uh, if you go through each guy. But when you have bigger dreams, yet is the most important part of that. And they haven't won yet. And you could see them trying to figure it out every night, and they're doing it. But what is it? Because in the past, it was clear that they were a little bit like oil and water. So what is it that you did besides put the word yet into a sentence well, that made them play this way? They had to understand that they do fit. When you hear every day that you don't fit, then you start looking for the reasons why you don't fit. Uh, and my job was to come in here and show them how well they fit together, how both of them are phenomenal defenders. And if we have one at the front of our defense and one at the back of our defense, we can become a, like a great defensive team. How, you know, they keep talking about room. And I said, you guys don't need room. I said, Ben, every time you drive, you want Joel to be on the other block. And he said, well, there's no room. I said, no, there's not. It's better room. No one's going to leave Joel. You know, who's going to leave Joel and B to go block your shot? Who's going to help with Joel? I said, that's a dunk or an assist. I said, you guys have, you actually create more room for each other, not less. And so that's, you know, our first couple of weeks, that's all we did. We talked about it. We showed it on film. And, and uh, the other thing, we gave the ball to Ben uh, to be our point guard. And, you know, he loves the role. Um, and the last thing, I guess, the two things with Joel, go to the post, be a dominant big, and you are you can score everywhere else. We know that, but you don't have to show us that. <laughs> show us how great you are on the post. And, and with Ben uh, having the ball in his hands and not worrying about shooting, just worry about creating threes. And Ben leads the league this year in creating threes. You know, and no one's talking about him shooting them anymore. They're talking about how many he's creating. But they so are talking about. Too. But they sorry, Doc. But they are talking about. His defense, and he forces Luka Doncic to seven turnovers last night. So yeah, he's he's the he is at his position. You know, Kawhi, maybe two others. They're all in the same group. But Ben, 
uh, it's rare that I've, I don't think I've ever said this in this way, but Ben has the ability to literally swallow his offensive player. He's just so big, strong, and long, uh, and so agile that he, he, he just he has an amazing ability defensively. And, you know, that was the first thing I told him. Like, I, I get the offense, the offense, the offense, but you should be the best defensive player in the league. And he's taking heed to that, and he's doing it. So, so far, so good. You know, we're going to have a lot of tests in front of us. Um, but the, the team, uh, they, we fit, and that's important. How different is it for you with these two young guys comparatively with what you were working with last year in Los Angeles with Kawhi Leonard and Paul George? Well, it's different in the fact that last year I really never worked with him. You know, uh, unfortunately, PG missed the entire training camp Um so did Kawhi for the most part. I think Kawhi played one preseason game. Uh, PG missed the first 14 games of the year, came back for five, and then he got injured again. So I, I think um, one of our coaches told me we actually practiced with PG and Kawhi on the floor last year four times for the season. Mm-hmm. You know, and so I really never got that. But they were veterans, so it is a difference. Like young guys – they're still at a point of trying to figure out how they can win and how they can be great. Where, you know, PG and, and especially Kawhi, you know, Kawhi's two-time, three-time champion, uh, champion uh, finals MVP a couple times. You know, he's, he was more just trying to figure out how he can win with this team. He didn't need to be taught how to do anything, really. So I would say that's the biggest difference. Doc Rivers here on the Rich Eisen Show. Susie Schuster in for Rich Eisen. When we spoke, I think it could have been the day that you took that job. You said you were the most intrigued and you had so many other offers out there. What was it about this job that made you say, I'm going to pick up and I'm going to move across the country and I'm going to set my roots down in Philadelphia? It was the only job, as you knew. I mean, I had the other job offers, but as you knew, talking to you, um, I was going to take that job where I was going to do the Rich Eisen show. That's I mean, true. Yeah, that's with me. where I was at. You know? And the only reason I took that job is, number one, uh, the, the, those two guys, uh, their youth, and knowing that they had such a high ceiling left. Uh, Tobias Harris, who I've, I've known forever uh, and coached. And then uh, Elton Brand um, and the ownership group. But more Elton Brand because that's who I knew. Uh, and had a relationship with, um, and the way they were going to structure it for me and allow me to do the things that I thought the organization needed to change the culture, um, and they gave me a green light on everything, uh, was the, re- the reason. One last question for Doc Rivers, who joins us here on the Rich Eisen Show. Doc, we, we are talking a lot about Kyrie Irving putting Kobe Bryant's name out there as the logo. What are your thoughts on possibly replacing Jerry West with Kobe Bryant? You know, I've been asked that, and I don't know the answer to that. I mean, uh, Michael Jordan would be the logo. I mean, I, listen, if you want a logo, Michael, to me, would be it. Um, but I don't know if you change for change, you know. Um, you usually change things because of history, and you find something out that doesn't fit. Jerry has been a deserving logo, and I have no problem with him continually being the, the logo. Um I mean, what are we going to do, change the logo every 10 years or 20 years? So I like our logo. I think we should actually stick with it. I'm probably in the minority uh, in that thought. This has nothing to do with cancel culture, which uh, is something I can't stand anyone saying um, because, 
you know, it's it's funny when you think about that. Um, we're trying to change our careers, right? Uh, every company wants to change the culture of their companies. <laughs> and yet, when we try to change it in this country, it's a bad thing. Uh, you know, so... Well, you know how I feel about that, but that's a whole different conversation. That's a whole different conversation. That's why I stopped. <laughs> as always, is a smart thing to do. Doc, thank you for taking the time as always, and thanks for coming by the show, and I'm sure you and I will be in touch soon, but good luck for the rest of the season. And I'm the first guy to call you on the house phone. Thank you. You, you, you appreciate it. That's exactly right, and let's keep it that way, please. <laughs> Doc Rivers, taking time to drop by. TJ, do you feel that you got in what you needed to hear Yeah. from your coach? I mean, I, I hogged the conversation. I could have thrown it over to you. I do apologize. Just well, watching the clock. Well, normally we don't get to speak to the guests anyway, so that's so selfish. I should <laughs> talk to. I should talk to Rich about that. But yeah, I mean, the questions I had would have for Doc would be would be questions that obviously he couldn't come out and answer. Yeah. You know, it's like I feel like we we may be one player away. Like, who does he see out there that you know would be worth bringing in and maybe like really you know, solidifying this roster. There's a few guys that I can think of. Do we need more scoring? Who do you do want need... in there? Um, you know, having another score slash shooter wouldn't be bad. You know, I, I'd, I'd love to have J.J. Redick back on the squad. Um, I've got this weird thing, and I don't know, I think Brockman and I were talking about this the other day. I, I, I'm i a Blake Griffin fan, and I feel like maybe Blake still has a little bit left. You know, if Detroit's just going to give him away. I feel right. like he's someone we could plug in, you know, at a small three or four position. And, you know, obviously you don't need Blake to be Lob City Blake, but, you know, Blake could get you, you know, 15. And he's just boards. sitting there. He's just sitting there. He's right there yeah. for the taking. So my greatest fear, though, is Blake goes to the Lakers. I just, I don't need that in my life right now. <laughs> if that's your greatest fear in life, you are in such good position. That's true. That's true. Actually, that isn't my greatest fear, but uh, you know. So my greatest fear goes along with well, if you put a gun to my head, <laughs> yeah, that would be hate. a far greater fear. Yeah. And that also goes with, with all due respect, I think that's a with all due respect. With all due respect, if that's your greatest fear, you're in great shape. Yeah. Do you I'll, see how I double whammy do there? You say with all due respect, if you put a gun to my head. I'd say that is your greatest fear. Okay, now that I rethink it, that is nowhere close to being any, we're near my greatest fear, but, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying that you've got a lot of uh, positive ups in your life, and right now that may not be your greatest fear. Sixers, uh, Clippers in the finals. Let's go. Speaking of, Shaquille O'Neal. Shaquille O'Neal is going to be coming up next on the Rich Eisen Show, and we're going to talk to Shaquille about wrestling? What are you, crazy? <laughs> We're going to talk to Shaquille O'Neal about he is going into the ring with Jade Cargill. Is this right? Yes. And Cody Rhodes. And is is the other wrestler's name Red Velvet? Red Velvet. Whoa. Was she born with that name? I, I, so. I doubt that's her government issue name. You don't think that's on her passport? Probably not. <laughs> Should we ask? I don't think so. Shaquille O'Neal up next. Obviously, we uh, here he is, the Diesel, getting a workout in. Shaquille looks good. Wouldn't, he, register. wouldn't he be a good choice for a logo? Him, Duncan? Yeah, but he would take up the entire logo. <laughs> I watched Zion Williamson last night. I watched the Pelicans oh, because... Isn't he awesome? Because Don Bowie, our, our executive producer, was talking about it before the show yesterday with the Lakers. And I was watching Brandon Ingram, and uh, I was watching Josh Hart, and, and, Lonzo, Lonzo, ba yeah. and Lonzo Ball, guys that I was... They were around when I was hosting the official Lakers podcast. I mean, pulling teeth 
to get words out of uh, Brandon Ingram's mouth. I mean, to, to get him to remember, say anything. I recorded that. For yes, you. remember you came and helped me out that yeah. day. That was tough. But I watched them play last night. But that's Zion, boy. <clears throat> that's a that's a big dude. And when I watch him play, I think about how two years ago when I was in this chair, the league was so different. And Shaquille said, you watch, the big man's coming back. The man's coming back. Remember? Man, yeah. He said, the big man's coming back. And they have, resoundingly. Yeah, and I love that. Zion is awesome, dude. He's getting so much better, too. Yeah. The upside for this kid is huge. If he can, He's 20 years old. If he gets the jump, once he gets the jump, I mean, it's only a matter of time. Once he gets the jump shot going right. in three or four years. The difference is, like Giannis, the difference is that these big guys can shoot from everywhere. I mean, let's face it. Everywhere. Did Shaq ever attempt? He may have attempted a three, I think, once for fun. (laughs) Shook one up at the end of a game. That's not, that was, uh, again, not a pretty shot. But, boy, was he dominant in the middle. I mean, what a joke. But it was most dominant. MDE, most dominant ever. And I love it. I love seeing the big man come back into vogue in the NBA. That's why I love MB playing the way he is now. You're big. You're seven foot. You're 280. Just beat people up down there, man. We will ask Shaquille O'Neal when he comes up next uh, on the Rich Eisen Show. We will ask him, have you ever sunk a three? Have you attempted a three? Shaq, o- Shaq O'Neal coming up next on the Rich Eisen Show.